Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. As promised, it's the Sam and the Jen, Jen podcast. <laughs> podcast. The podcast. It has started. <laughs> and as you know, we do not do any revisions, retakes, or edits here at the Jen Lowry Writes channel. So what it is, it is. And today, let's introduce Sam. You might have met him at our Monarch Books That Matter channel. We had our Monarch open house and Sam wheeled his cherry and sat right beside us and uh, just talked. We talked about Monarch and why our company matters to this family and what we were all about as a company. Tell them how this all happened, the Sam and Jim show. Uh, it was just an idea that we thought up on the thing. What was it called? That Monarch open house? The open house. We thought up on it. We thought, I thought of it on the open house and we just did it. So Sam doesn't drink coffee for all of you. Uh, he doesn't really care for coffee. So have you had caffeine this morning? No. Nope. Yeah, it's pretty early here uh, for us, but we're just thankful that we had an opportunity uh, to be able to jump on and say hey to everybody and let's talk about some writing. So for our first episode, we speak our journey, what's happening to us in real time at Jim Lowry Writes, and some things are going on in real time for Sam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam has ideas and they're lovely, wonderful ideas but i have too many ideas mm. how many of you authors struggle with that uh do you sit around and go well this would be a great story idea and oh now you're chasing this one and this one and you're chasing that rabbit and you're all over the place how does that feel when you get into those moments what do you mean like when the new idea comes i want to do it and then i get disinterested about the last idea <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like i get all these ideas and then like my brain's always running and then it just I, I get, like I said, disinterested about the books that I'm that I was writing, and then I just delete it. But that's when she said, "Don't." No. So let's stop here and talk about a tip: never delete ideas. Okay, ideas come for you a reason. They might not be something that you're going to use right now. They might not. So they might not be something that you use ever. But I do believe the power of keeping your ideas in your Google Drive, holding them in a different document, starting a new, brand new document for a brand new idea. Because here's some things that can happen with those old ideas. You might one day, Sam doesn't write poetry right now, but I'm not. But he may one day have a poetry contest come his way and say, wow, I really like that concept. I could turn that into like a poem. Like with that character's point of view, and he might be doing something like that with that idea. Or a short story contest comes along. Yeah. He might. And then you have that as a possible short story, and you've already written one chapter. So you've already got your idea there, and you started working it out. So what else could you use with that idea? I don't know. He could become a side character. True, yeah. Maybe there's something about that character that came to you and, and that character visited you. Yes, we're having a conversation about these people visiting us. But, you know, he visited you for a reason. Maybe it was not for him to tell his own story. Maybe he's a part of a story somewhere else. Yeah. And he could be a useful side character. Who knows? I know that I get so many ideas just because, like, uh, I get, you remember that one short story thing I did? It's like... I get all these crazy ideas, the plot points and everything. And it just, the next day I think of something else. 
but you did excellent on that short story and you followed through. So what was it that helped you with your motivation? Uh, you can say it to know that, okay, I have Money. an idea. <laughs> Money. 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 Because I, I got, they paid you if you want it. So you had an opportunity to win a gift card and we did a spin and I Sam won a gift card and he got the coolest thing. Tell them what you got with their money. Uh, I got like a uh, drinking horn with a bunch of cool stuff on it. So, yeah. So we're uh, Viking over here in the house with a, with a drinking horn. It's super cool. Uh, maybe you can show it one day on one of the episodes. It just stinks though. It did whenever it came. Oh my, how many times did you wash it? Oh God. I think I washed it like. 10 times and the snow didn't go out of it. We had to buy like baby, uh, what was it? No, we had to buy a uh, baking soda mm -hmm. because it's, it's a horn. That was a real horn from a, from a, I think it was a bull, like an ox. So it stinks, but you have to like wash it out with like baby, not baby. Why do I keep saying that? Uh, I don't know. You're thinking called? of baby powder. Baby powder. You're yeah, thinking no, baking um, soda. Baking soda. Yeah. We were like doing everything. <laughs> like sizzle in the cup it would like like foam up and like boil and like, what the world's going on in the cup <laughs> so it's a nice uh cup to sit up on his desk sit in his room so i drink out of it now you drink out of yeah. it okay well hey there we go so you get past the smell and the story was amazing guys back to the story so now we we, we digress talking about your drinking horn but he had a motivation and he wanted that horn and that was a great way. Yeah. And he got blessed, I say it, or lucky. And when that wheel spun, he was one that received the gift card. Now, what do you do with an idea that just comes to you? Because you got inspired by reading an idea. You write it down. Yeah, he wrote it down. And then I deleted it. And then I had another idea, wrote it down, then deleted it. I got a new idea. It's not deleted yet. It's not deleted at all because uh, if the world listened to yeah. Mama, well, be a better place. But no, nah, like place. three. He's at third idea, which is amazing. I've already read page one of his third idea, and we've talked it out. So talk about you and your process, because everybody has that author process, and Sam is developing his own author process very early on, and he sticks with that process. Go with what's yours? The what talking you out method. Oh, I just like talking about it. I don't know. Just to get an extra point of view on what you're writing is pretty good. And when when he's talking to me, I'm making uh, questions as we go along. How does that feel when I ask you all those questions? Get my mind running. Yeah, because sometimes the right questions can then spear spearhead you straight forward into that one idea, and then making that idea greater. So thinking of things like. Well, have you considered this or are you going to include this or this? And when you share questions with people, when you're talking about brainstorming ideas, never just give them an answer where it's a yes or a no. Make sure that you're asking open-ended questions. So that gives them that space to grow within that space because you don't want to like have a questioning technique that somebody's just going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. You got to expound upon it and you got to show how it impacts character development. How does that advance the plot? So, okay, well, if you've got this evil thing, whatever that thing is going to be, that's going to go against that character. 
So talk to me a little bit more about that. And how did it get to that point? Well, that's not a yes or no question. No. How did that evil thing get to that point? What was his tipping point? What was his backstory that made him go to that side of that extreme to then be after the character, for example? We're just throwing some out there. Yeah. But I mean, those are conversations that are well spent. So they're not a waste of time at it's, all. Especially if you have like niche subgenres that you're writing. That's my problem. I like writing really, really niche, like little subgenres. That That's are, not like, a problem. It's not a it's not my problem with that is what I like to do. So like fantasy dystopian or like Lovecraftian horror or like things that are, are like cyberpunk. So things that are kind of niche or don't even exist, like fantasy dystopian. I don't even know if that exists. So must 10 must read oh, dystopian well, fantasy books. There is. There is. There is. But it's so, not mainstream. So now it may be mainstream okay. and it's just something that you've never investigated. And so that's a part of where the next part of the process comes in. Yeah. It comes with research. Because once you have an idea, what do you do with it? I love that book. What do you do with an idea? Um, you know, first you have to chase after it. You have to go after your idea with full passion, put to good use, and then you work out whatever your process is. Am I going to start plot pointing it out? Am I just going to start writing it? Are we going to do the talk out method? We're going to start talking out these ideas. But you also have to research where does it fit within the market? Because honestly, guys, you have an audience. Even if it is a niche market, you have an audience. And you need to write the things that bring you joy. Don't write to market and say, okay, I'm only going to write this type of fantasy because this is the thing that sells. Don't do that. Uh, do what brings you joy. Yeah. So if so, if all of this mismatch up brings together some joy, go for that. Yeah. Like if you want to just make up genres, do it. Do it. Right. The thing is, is then you have to also understand that you've got to appeal to an audience too. So yeah. then you also have to investigate that, and that's time researching. That's my hardest part. That's the hardest part for me is I don't really write for the audience. Well, I'm not meaning you have to write no, for an audience saying, in mind, like, but you have to understand one day you're going to have a reader. Yeah, but right? that's what I don't. I'm not. And I'm writing more kind of just for what I want to write. Well, then they'll appreciate that. But you've got to learn how to express your idea. Yeah. You have to be able to say, OK, it has these fantasy elements in it. What makes this like a fantasy? Go. Just throw out some things that could make it like a fantasy. Let's talk it out right now. What magic. could make magic? Anything that's not real. Not real? That's a fantasy. Okay. Is anything that isn't real, that ha like any folklore or anything like that. Okay. So then what makes it maybe dystopian? Just throw out first thing comes to your mind. Societal collapse. Okay. Uh, what? If there's a society, it's horrible. It's like. A place you wouldn't want to really no. gonna be in. Well, it's not even really that. It's more like, because in fantasy, there's places where you don't really want to live, but it's not dystopian. Like, you won't want to live in medieval Europe, but it's not that wasn't a dystopian. It's more kind of like total control or, or like there's to the point where there's no control. Okay, so when you think about that work and how does then that all mash in together to your fantasy dystopian, one, you have to be able to explain, well, this is how it fits. So yeah, people who love dystopian 
may also love fantasy. So you have readers that go between those two. You may have a dystopian reader who reads it and says, wow, I love that fantasy element in there. That was unique and different for me. And I appreciate it. The same way with fantasy readers, you may have that. And they'll go between those two genres and see that marriage. Yeah. But you got to marry it in your mind. And it's harder to while do, you write. It's harder to do kind of like things that are the total opposite of each other. Because like usually. I think they marry. No, it's like fantasy, fantasy and medieval. And then fantasy sci-fi. If you're doing total fantasy, but also sci-fi, that could, that could be that could end up a little weird. Or, it's not, or it could be genius. Or it could. But I'm not talking about Dune because Dune's not total. Sci-fi. Speaking of Dune, if you have not read Dune, I mean fantasy. No, look, I'm hugging Dune. You wanna, I, do you want to hug Dune? No. Well, I'm hugging Dune for Sam. Is one of your favorite books? Yeah, but when he I, doesn't what, hug books. What I, was, I hug books. What I was talking about is more kind of like if you're doing total on both sides. So if you're doing a total fantasy and a total dystopian, and you mash them together, it could be a little tricky because not because usually like with Dune, you it's a it's a sci-fi with fantasy elements. It's not a sci-fi and a fantasy. If you mix it to like if you let's say if Dune, but there was gods and magic, but there but like everybody has it. There's wizards and gods and like Bene Gesserit. Well, they're not. Well, I'm some I said gods. True. I'm just thinking of magic when you said magic. Well, yeah, but like you know, and there's like magical crazy creatures that aren't that aren't like the the serpent. The no, like creatures are magical in like creation. Like mm. they were created by like magic. If it was like the voice. Like in the water, the water. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. But what redo? No, let's not give spoilers. That's not. That's yeah. not. That's not fantasy though. Let's not give spoilers. But like the water isn't fantasy. That's sci-fi. Because. But it's mystical. Yeah, but the reason why it is it's 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 logical. So see, there you go. You got to learn how to speak your yeah, you own. Yeah, you got to talk it out. Because right, like, you talk it out. And there could be things that you could explain in a logical way that might sound fantasy. So like hallucinations and all those things. That's what the water was. When you are thinking about your idea. I just want to think it out and talk about it. Think it out. Talk it out. Don't delete it. Like I said, though, if it's the niche thing, though, if it's really niche. Yeah. Like if you really like, really, really, really like niche community subgenres, like, like biopunk or something or desert punk, like those things that nobody really knows. People know it. Well, yeah, but not mainstream. Like, there's not a mainstream biopunk book. Mm. You know what I mean? If there is, put it in the comments. If there is, we're learning. Yeah, we're I learning. Don't, I don't know any mainstream biopunk. And we're also like, if you've read a fantasy dystopian and you love it, put it in the comments. Yeah, I need because to, we I need to read it. we need to find good, good quality. Because the, clean thing, I, the fiction. thing I'm writing. Is like it's a total dystopian, but it's a total fantasy at the same time. And they marry. Yeah. I want you to think about how ideas but it's just, it's come, just but then how ideas adapt and change and grow through the talking out strategy. Things begin to grow. Yeah. Things, beca things begin to, to become clearer. I can't even talk. Um, when you use your strategies, that can help advance your ideas. But you also need to say what other things have been done out there. And that's why yeah, I brought up the research just, piece. You always just look up. That's what's really cool. So you, if you're making like a, like I said, like Grimdark or something, if you're making a Grimdark book, look up 40K, Warhammer, Warhammer 40K. Or if you're like doing things like that, if you're like really niche, like cyberpunk books, then search up cyberpunk. 
and, and immersing yourself in it, not just reading, but watching, watching movies. If you find them, um, a good, good, uh, cyberpunk movies are, um, ghost in the shell, uh, blade runner, blade runner is really good. Ghost in the shell. You can play cyberpunk 2077, but it, it's good in the universe, but it's not like it, the mechanically. I think they fix it a lot though, but no, you really want to play like, if you, immerse. Do, if you do play games, immerse yourself into that. So, like, if you're making a fantasy, play Skyrim. If you play games, play Bethesda and, games. And, 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 you know, we talk about... Play Fallout for Dystopian. So, you're so you're playing play, games. Play you're watching movies. Listen to music. music. Music's a good one. So, you listen to, like, the... The, um... The, like, genre of your book. Oh, I love that. I do that all the time. Because what are we doing right now? We're immersing ourselves, yeah. but we're also keeping ourselves focused and grounded in the genre. Because if you have all the music and you have all the things, then you then your mind will just think about the genre. It stays there. Oh, yeah, it'll stay. And it grows. So think about our garden outside. Yeah, we have to keep doing it always. Like, you, you can't just let it go. But no, like... I and it, I had my first cucumber yesterday. I think it's Ha-ha. cool, though. Like, so, like, really niche genres. Because there, you could... It's not that you have more freedom. It's just they're really, really unique that you, not a lot of people have wrote or that, well, people probably have, but they're either not mainstream or they are, but it's kind of like, you know. You don't hear about it much. You don't hear about it much because people, you don't realize that books could be extremely popular, but you just never hear about them. Exactly. It's not that deep into a community because there's exactly. some books that are extremely Ooh, popular in a community. But you've just never been a part of it, know. so you just don't know. So we also had about this. So we we're talking about ideas, right? So I'm like, Sam, so you got this idea. He deleted it. Let's go back. Are you ever deleting an idea? I'm not going to use anything else for it, though. You don't know. Don't delete it. If, if he won't listen to me, if my child won't, if you listen to me, don't delete them. Just keep them there. Keep them, on a, keep them in a folder. Say so the lost safe, one's idea. Uh, no, it's... Come on, Google Drive. Come on, put it in there. There's just so much. I have to scroll through Google Drive to find the thing. Make yourself a folder. And you could do like, Ashley, look, the lost ones. You could call it the lost ones. The lost ones folder. They're they're lost. Put them in there. Um, so what do you do with an idea when it sticks? You just write. Mm -hmm. And is that hard? No, you kind of. Why? I don't know. If if it, if the idea doesn't stick, then and it's just Let's dedication. Say the idea it's just you have that uh, dedication, and, and the world gets super busy. You get super busy with a lot of things, and you kind of just don't have time to. So some people generally just don't have time to write because they're just doing too much. And then what's that feeling like? Kind of sucks because you, yeah. but like you shouldn't you shouldn't like sacrifice your daily routine and things like that for writing. Like if it's important, like if it's your job, but. You got to look at more as it kind of like a hobby. Like if you have time for a hobby, then you should just write if you if that's your hobby. But it, it's harder. It's harder nowadays too because the world's a lot more busier, a lot more faster. So now you got to find a balance, and you got to say, "Well, Nano Rimo's coming up. I've already talked to Sam about Nano. Yeah. You guys can tell me if you've joined Nano and and how old were you when you kind of got into Nano? Um, oh, that's cool. Okay. Um. So, Sam and NaNoWriMo. So, I've explained to Sam the premise behind NaNo. 
and setting a goal and writing each day and you hope to have that 1667 i think that's what the county is like you i do like my monarch method i do like a chapter a day like when i work with nano i'm doing a chapter a day regardless of what the word county is but i still go in and log it in um but i love the platform sam i want you to go in and set yourself up a username hmm. free to sign up for nano if you guys never done nano before um I really, July 1st is when it starts. So you do it every single day if you can. Yes, you will. Oh, yeah, I'm just speaking home. Yep. So you do the best that you can on a day to day. Okay. So you heard what I said. You know, life happens, life's busy. The best that you can from day to day to try to meet your goals of writing consistently, it's helping you to build a writing stamina writing power because when you're sitting here you get used to the routine of it you get used to the the rush of the feeling of it because what does it feel like to write that first page i don't know what did it feel like think about that feeling when you finished that first page did you hold it or come tell me and let me read it i held it how long did you hold it the one about him and, and his blade well i just hold it because like it's not done but you did let me read it yeah i let you read it but it's just because it's not done I know, but what I'm saying is how did that feeling like when you first did it and you held it close I don't to really, you? I don't really get feelings like you that. You didn't? Oh, I get this rush of accomplishment. I don't really get I, I get accomplishment. I don't really have like emotional connections while I'm writing. And that's probably a problem. Yeah, you got to feel it. You got to so feel I it. I don't really like. Because if you don't feel it, your reader's not going to feel it. Yeah. So you can have all the ideas in the world, but if you don't put that heart into it, there's going to be a disconnect. That's my problem. I don't get like feelings. So then that's something that you of have like to try to, to get into that mindset. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, whenever we were reading like Hobbit. Like, oh, you did too. When when it would get time for the songs, who would take over? Because it's cool. But it's it, a it feeling. Wasn't, but, like, I don't take those characters to heart. Like, she does. Like, take Bilbo and all that. Like, I don't. Like, I don't really... Speaking of, one of our favorite books of all time. I don't really you look at... Read well, it. I got to start looking books at, like, like in that perspective. This to is... To start write, writing. Yeah, yeah. And you can grow in that way. You can... Because you can have an idea all day long. But if you don't have the will to do it, you won't do it. If you don't have the connection to it, you won't do it. If you don't have an emotional connection, how are you going to truly express the emotions of the characters as they're going through it? So when people are out there writers will tell you these characters feel real to me yeah they feel like a sibling an aunt an uncle a cousin a neighbor a brother you know that, that was my one problem whenever i'm trying to write i can't do emotions well with people like i can't write emotions well like how they express them well you what i read he felt that disheartening feeling that here we go again. Yeah, but I mean, like why myself, does it have to be? This? I don't like. I just write. Well, it isn't your cool. voice; it's their voice. Yeah, I know, but so I'm saying like you got to honor their emotion and their reaction. And, that's the thing. and then that'll come with time. Yeah, that comes with practice, and that comes with more reading. It's hard to like feel empathetic to a fictional character. That'll come with yeah, time yeah. and more reading and more writing. And so when you get your ideas. Don't abandon them. Just keep them. Keep them. Move on if you need to. Um, understand that that idea came to you for a reason. Embrace 
even the like marrying of genres because the bottom line is when you get an idea you got to chase it with joy yeah. Sam. find joy in it because if you don't it's not going to stay it's not if you don't have joy in your writing space oh, me too. i just feel so busy in the days yeah like, i just feel so busy even though i'm not but like i i don't know so yesterday we talked about his ideas well i lose track of time though mm -hmm. that's my i gotta like time management yeah I, I lose track of it so like does your idea deserve time yeah but it's 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 kind of more complex and it's more like i just can't like grasp the i don't know there's something about time like it just it feels like it runs so fast that like whenever whenever i think about writing i'm just too tired i want to go sleep <laughs> so then that's where like nano again comes up with patterns yeah. and behavior because it is a behavioral thing well, it's a task if you've never done it it's before a thing. It's if you've never here. written before you've got to get that into your mind of writing every day or when life or when life allows or when life allows right like you write when you can so i use this term at the jen lowry writes um for you guys y'all heard me talk about pockets of time because what can you fit in your pocket you can fit maybe cell phone if you put your cell phone in there can you fit your keys you, you probably could put a keys on one side, cell phone in the other, but I'm not being able to fit anything much less than a keys in my side or this or my side. There's only so much that like, you can hold into that pocket, right? Before it just is uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's the same way about with me, with my writing life, my personal, I'm not talking about my business part, but my personal writing time, I look at it as pockets of time. And within those pockets, what can I do effectively? to get a goal accomplished and and I try it within that pocket to get a, a chapter and then move mm. away. I say, I can, cause I've got to finish an idea out. Like it really hurts me you if don't. I'm reading a chapter and then I have to stop and cook supper or I have to stop mm. and I'm in the middle of a chapter. True. So when we homeschool, we try our best and Sam will look like he'll go like, well, let's see how many pages is in this chapter. Yeah. And we kind of scope out chapters in homeschool. And it's like, we can finish this chapter tonight. But we try to do one chapter when we're reading. Because we we sometimes we would do more than one if they were short. But do you agree that ultimately we try to hit that goal of one chapter when we read, mm -hmm. right? So you kind of guess how many days it takes us to do a book or or whatever. It's just according. My problem too with writing though. I can't write without finishing a chapter because I want to see what my yeah. characters are doing, what they're thinking, what they're experiencing. Oh. And I don't feel satisfied if I don't close out that chapter. So that's my method. You guys have your own methods, but that's when my idea comes. I need to see it through at least to the end of the scenes in the chat the problem with me is because i i just like writing's hard because it's i get bored easy. of it <laughs> i i because i want something new it's my problem i'm always wanting something new so then there's there's the I, short story writers out there yeah, that's the micro fiction I writers think I'd out be there better doing short story because i always want just something new something quick and new mm. am i what Green. That's why I like those books, and I gotta start reading them because it's always something new here. I mean, so you gotta think about, and here's an idea too to consider: is when your ideas come, do they mirror things that you really love? 
um, because that's where the fun also exists because you've already established. These books are really cool if you have that problem where if you get bored of reading a book, like if you're reading, let's say, like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and then you get bored of it, like midway. No, I'm just saying, like if you just get bored of it because it's the same characters and you want something new, then you could you could go in, you read these books from uh, Brandon Sanderson, The Way of the Kings, or the, the Stormlight Archives. Every every single chapter is a new short story in the same universe. Though. So if you really like, so for example, let's say you like Lord of the Rings, but for some reason you just get bored of Bilbo or you get bored of Frodo on that journey, but you really, really, really love, you know, Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, then it's the same writing style, the same universe, the same everything, just different characters, different time periods, different everything. But except... It sticks in the same universe, and it stays. That's what's really, really cool about these books. So you learn through reading. You've heard this, right? Your ideas can also be inspired by things that you read. So I would encourage you to read while you're writing, while no you're having ideas. I don't read books. And that's where he's got to explain. He reads when we homeschool, of course, I read guys. when I have to. Ah. But when you take on the life of a writer... You gotta read, and you gotta like reading. I, I okay. I enjoy reading, but like I said, I just get bored. He's told me, um, and I don't think this is wrong. You can correct me, mm. but the way I heard it, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. He's told me that he enjoys it when we read together, but he doesn't like to read yeah. by himself. And I believe that comes from the ability for us to be able to talk the world. Well. So, for example, no, whenever, when we just when, read Dune. It's because whenever I read by myself, it's that I start thinking I have better things to do. So, when we read Dune, page one, you can do a look inside. No, I also do it because we have six. Ah, so, motivation, I read, I read, force, I don't know. I read because I have to and from school, for school. But, like, with Dune, I don't think I'd ever read it without, like... Us together. No, it's not even because us together. It's because the reading doesn't feel different. The thinking, it's just because I have to. So I was thinking like, so every time when we had like the quotes at the front of each chapter, oh my gosh, we love those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And regardless of whose chapter it was to read Sam or which page it was for us to read, Sam wanted to read those. He loves those. I feel yeah. like because you love that, that's a part of your style. Because you'll probably end up having that the in quotes. your books, the quotes, because he loves that so much. I also think the the language, you love the language. Oh, yeah, okay, so my problem with, uh, I've also thought, is that I love the languages, I love quotes. I'm extremely good at world building, but I just cannot stick with one character. I love the universes I create, but I want to create a bunch of other characters. That's just because, like... Well, then maybe you've done all this talking out for you to then look beside and you. And do something like that. There you go. And you got to find your way. And it's just about when you get the idea that all, sparks yeah. that flame, right? Because I always like doing something new. I, but I like if I really like a universe, so The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, I really like it because you could read all the other books, the Baron Luthien and the, the, what is it, the big one, like the dictionary of Lord of the Rings, I've heard like Similarian or something. 
I want to read those because it's the same universe as The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, but it's different characters, different everything. But because my problem is, is like, I think I would get bored if I was reading this alone about like here. Like, <gasps> he turned to page 22. That 22. was the What happens on page 22 that would make him turn to page 22? Because it, it's just because it's oh, about here. the same character. And I just really like quick new characters than the same universe. What is? Oh, bless me, said uh, Thorin. But no, like. I'm going to start reading the book. I'm going to read it again. I just. That's what do my... you do with an idea? Hmm? What do you do with it? I don't know. Do you chase it? Yeah. And then if it leads to another unexpected journey. <laughs> unexpected idea, which means maybe a new idea. Maybe that's the one. The thing is, is you don't give up writing. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't stop it. Even if you do like real quick stuff, like quick, short stories, that's fine. Hey, make a short story anthology. Yeah, do what he did. I mean, seriously. Or, or isn't anthology completely different? Like different universes, different everything. Yeah, you could. That's what I'm saying. You could do. You could just. I'm do better it. at short stories. I've noticed because I could write like three chapters. Four chapters, and then I'm just like, or do I really maybe want to keep doing this? another idea doing POV switches. And you say yeah. you want to make up characters. Well, take your universe, take your world build, and build your POVs in. And that's what Landis, that's what Shelly Max done mm -hmm. with Landis, which is one of our Monarch books, is coming out in 2023. She's built Landis, but the beauty and the gem. Of Landis is the character and it's the POV switch and it's oh my gosh and I love it. I might do that, yeah. Maybe you should try that. But that's just my problem. I'm just because my brain's so active that I get like one thing that I want to do last two days and then a whole nother thing that doesn't even correlate with the last one pops up. Well and it just keeps popping up over and over like all these new ideas. And like I said, I just lose motivation. Because it's so, just kind of like. So we got multiple things going on here, right? We've determined. We've got motivation as an issue. We've got time as an issue. You brought that up. Motivation and time. Of course, I'm going to push those to NaNoWriMo. And that's some good healthy habits. It's June 25th right now if you're catching this in real mm. time. So we're about July 1st. We can definitely be working some nano train going on around here. And some sprints. Because sprints can help. Um, Tish Bouvier has her own sprints and she does her channel, but I think that um, it's, it's earlier than what Sam wakes up. Um, yeah. They're in a, but they're you can, time zone, right? yeah, they're in Texas, but you can do, um, I'm going to pull up Tish Bouvier just to give her a shout out right now. Um, there you go. Tish, you see Tish, look, Tish Bouvier, look, see, I've already subscribed. And she does 5 a.m. Centrals. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, he shake. He get a shake there. Shiver Ooh. shake. Ooh. So, look, guys, right with me. But you can check them out and do them on the replay. If you don't want to do a 5 a.m., you can just pull Tish up when you wake up. And you have Tish going in the background. And that could be some great motivation for you. It's just I have a lot going on, but that I, that I need to put my motivation in. That's like, I don't, that's, that I, that I should put, that's not in the writing. Well, then you then determine priorities. Ideas must. You may. Because right now I have a lot of things that I got to focus on that are more important than writing. And then there you go. Yeah. By talking this out, just because you have ideas, they might not be the right time to explore those yeah, ideas. Yeah, that, that's what I've kind of, that's probably what I should do. 
because I have a lot of stuff I got to pay attention to now. Like I got to focus. That's more than like I should focus my time more on than writing. You want to share? Just, you know, culture dancing and all that stuff. Uh, Grass dancing. Beating. Sewing. (laughs) Making his regalia. A lot of that's going to take years. A year. At like at at least a year. Okay. And dancing is going to take at least 11 months to get somewhat good at it. A year to get somewhat good at it. And then like, I was gonna say eleven months sounded really strange and odd. Eleven months to twelve months a year. Oh, that's what I no, because that's what he told me. He's like uh, nine to eleven. Nine months. to eleven months. I was like eleven months. Where we got eleven months? That's what you would. You probably at that point you get somewhat decent at it, and then I gotta focus on that until I'm good at it, like really good at it. So probably three years. And then he's years. talking about getting his first job, job and car driving while well, finishing driving. To- not to mention, he finished the driving part. He's got to now study for his driving test. Yeah, that's in two months. And you also have school starting school, back soon. Yeah, and so, so I have so much stuff that I can't, that I got to like. So here's the thing about school. Okay, so as a homeschool family, we sit together and we've already had our conversations about what his fall and spring semester looks like. He's taking the SAT in the spring. So, of course, we want reading and math, heavy SAT. We want that in the spring. Because we know that when you're in it and when you're just leaving it, it's going to be fresher on your mind. You're not going to have math in the fall and then take the SAT in June. It makes no sense. So we're doing math in the spring, reading in English two in the spring. So so we got that. We got math two, English two in the spring. In the fall, however, not creative writing, but writing. I still got to like do a lot of stuff. So, but. If we carve out the space and we do creative writing in a podcast. Well, if I get a job, though, then that kind of. Yeah, but still school is your priority even over your job. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying school and then I know I understand the creative writing, but I mean like actually writing a whole book. Oh, we didn't say write a whole book, creative writing. Just write? Yeah, we're writing. Just okay. for writing for. Okay, so creative writing in homeschool is writing for joy. Okay. Creative writing in the public school should be writing for joy. Isn't it writing like essays and stuff? No, not necessarily. It's testing out all of the author craft work no, and modeling. Public. So public, yeah, they're not writing necessarily essays. It's more fiction work. Nonfiction narrative can be in there. Poetry can be in uh, there. Short like stories. Stuff yeah. No, I think I just probably should wait. Like, I should give it time. And I read. Know, I don't... And well, that's, that's also the thing, too. I don't have enough time to read. So we got to figure it out. we got to figure it out. I think it's just a tricky time right now. we got too much stuff going on. Yeah. Too much stuff that's already, like, that's in my mind that I can't forget. Not in the sense, it's because I just don't want to. Because, like, I need to hold on to the skills to dance and beat and sew. And like the but does that mean when you get an idea, you don't save it? Yeah, no, I should just write it you down. You still should write it. it down. You still should so save it. back later Yes, on and not delete it. When I'm older. Or, or when have you time. have the time. So that's the thing. You've got to learn how to balance life. It's just right now is hard. And if you feel like it's hard then you need to make it to where, okay, how do I fit everything in? What's my priority? Rearrange stuff, figure it out. Because And I just have better priorities that should be above writing at this point. Are they better priorities? Are they just priorities that matter to you? 
I wouldn't say because my priority like person, is like personally, personal, personally, they're, they, they're, they're things better, that matter to that you. They're matter, not like better. They're, they're matter, not qualified. Well, this is better. It's just they matter, they matter more than it to me. Well, yeah. I think school should be the top and like job should be above. You shouldn't like stop doing school or stop doing job for anything mm-hmm. if you could control it. But like the dancing, the beating and all that stuff, that's that's a little in my like personally i should focus on that more than writing and you see how talking it out got him to this realization because were you feeling pressure no not really okay good because i don't want you to feel pressure because that, really that's pressure. not pressure you've got to have like, positive emotion in your writing it's space. not pressure pr- pressure pressure it's more just kind of like i know that i i can't like then no, i can't but like i just don't want really want to write full full books right now it's just too much just too much time take too much time it is a time commitment. It's a lot All of, of us know it. Now I can write a book in 30 days because I like a 30 chapter book. Uh I can do the monarch method and I can do a chapter a day. I can do But well, that's your main 16, priority. 16, 67, when you get home. But uh, that would be something I would have to yeah. totally focus and have and that energy, it seems like that it's mental probably... energy to be able to do all of that. However, my, my priorities are as monarch right now. Yeah. I have that role to take care of my authors, and that even comes over my own writing yeah so it's just you have to sort out your priorities but yes. then some priorities you should just generally take like you like if they matter personally to you then you shouldn't put one over the other like if it really matters to you you should just well i don't i didn't mean it by like one over the i mean like yeah you got to because you got to organize yeah, your life you have to i meant like yeah you no, got to organize your like life. i'm meaning in the sense like you shouldn't neglect like your main priorities that are that are like yeah. meant to be for life because like then you'll live. feel frustration yeah. or, or negative energy you and, and you feel like it. you're trying you're rushing yourself mm-hmm. like you want to do something you want to do so if you want to do something over you want to write like if you want to i don't know learn how to play pool or something anything anything and if that and if you want to do that more than writing then you shouldn't like dedicate your time to writing and then you just hate it and then you're just like oh i wish i could playing pool right now we're gonna go play pool we're gonna play pool the way i look at it is that any experience that you have helps to build your ideas so right now if sam we know his priority is dancing and culture and it should be and that should always be a part of his life because that brings him joy it's not like it should be because it has to be. It should be because it brings joy. him joy. And so that should be a part of something because that's a part of self-care. So what out of that helps you, though, when it comes time to write, then you can start to think about cultures, yeah, character culture, society culture. Non- nonfiction about culture. You could, this. Yeah, you never know. So when you do your experiencing life, it's not guilt that you're not doing something else in its place your ideas can be formed from experience and you have so much time like whenever people say life's short it's not really short oh i say it's short i say that i don't i I think you have so much time in life if you really if you could manage it if you could if you could if if you could figure out how to manage your time then only we had you'll feel like you're living forever 
If only we had 27 hours in the day instead of 24. You need to stay up we still have 24. <laughs> can't change time. However, <laughs> but we can you, change the patterns of what we But if you learn how to manage your time, life won't fly by. It won't it won't hit you where like you're starting to realize like dang. Here's what I love to, to listen to people talk about their ideas and their writing. I, I love to hear like how much time do you spend? What do you do? What's your method? Because my method is so different from somebody else's. And like Katie Camillo is my favorite author. And when I met with her and she told me about her routine, you know, her her get up, her timed coffee, everything smells of the coffee, <laughs> meeting her in the morning and and, and just listening to other authors of how they work their time, yeah. but how they take care of their space. So that way, when they're in that space, they're able to fully focus and, and really narrow in and, and hone in and just in work and let those other things that are out there disappear. Yeah. Because all of those other things out there become distractions. And it can then cause us to have a block in our creativity or starts to stress us out or we feel like we're out of balance. So I think that over time, when ideas come, you've got to learn how to manage those ideas. Well, what do you do with the idea? But then how does it fit within yeah. the life that you have? And how do you make it continue to have an idea of joy? Because if it's not, then it's not the time. Yeah, no. If you don't want to do it, then just don't do it. You don't want to like pre you don't need to pressure yourself. You don't need to like stress yourself out to do something. If you have an idea, just write it down and just keep it. Keep it and go. Keep and it then, until you can. And then keep it until you can. You, you and I think that's what do you it. do with an idea. You keep it until you can. That's a good one. Because you know, you can't just rethink about it 30 years later. You you, you know, like you'll lose it There's 30 years later. Okay. So speaking about idea generation. Okay, so Sam's telling me his ideas, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you better oh, go I write that keep down. All of them. Oh, like, I, I you still, better go write it down. Go. I, still, I, I don't. I can remember them now, like even the ones in the car that I talked about like a month ago. And I'm like, I don't know what I wore yesterday. Like legit, what did I wear? What did I wear? I, I'm uh, serious. You wore your. You wore that brown shirt, like that dark shirt with them caprice, and then you wore Adidas shoes. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I gotta go. If I get the idea like that, I gotta write it down. Right. Like my memory is really good, but I'm. It's to the point where like you're not gonna remember something 30 years from now. So write it down, or like five months from now. Keep it until you, you can. can. Yeah. I because love that. I love it. Go go write that down in your journals. Keep it until you can, and that gives yourself the grace to grow and prioritize and work within life without the pressure or the yeah. stress, and then that can also help with motivation. Yeah. Because the day that you can. Then do it. You do it. But if you can't, then just write it down and keep it. Write Don't it keep down. Keep it locked away until you. It's like an investment. You just Ooh. keep it. Your ideas are an investment. Just keep them until, you know, you can do it. And that's what I encourage you to do. Yeah. I, I won't, I'm going to stop writing on that thing, but I'll just keep it. I won't delete it. Thank you. Because, you know, if you have the same account and if you don't, just write it down on like a piece of paper. Yep. And write it down in like a journal notebook. Mm -hmm. If you if you if you fear that you might lose your account mm -hmm. or something, just write it down like physical. Well, guys, this is the uh, Sam yeah. and Jim show. 
we've we've been live for like over 40 minutes <laughs> talking about what do you do with an idea and we have covered pretty much tons of stuff uh different approaches to what to do with an idea and any last words of wisdom here on the podcast today no sir? i don't think so i'm tired <laughs> no last words i'm tired early it's not too too early not anymore i'm tired i'm hungry let's take care of ourselves yeah. let's take care Eat, of our ideas good. ultimately i gotta make tea oh let's take care of his caffeine issue um let's take care of each other and let's support each other because when he comes at me with an idea man do i listen and also challenge by yeah. asking questions and saying wait this sounds like something i know and i start trying to my brain starts activating and spider webbing out in all of the different places too so share your ideas um talk or just talk everything out you never yeah. want anything left in your head that just to dwell there oh, oh. well oh. i guess that's time bye guys Ha, ha, ha.